Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or downright stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Yes, listeners, we're back uh, in the studio. Myself, Chris J. Bradshaw, and Mr. Josh Summers. Josh, are you there? I am here. I am here, and I am awake. <laughs> Wonderful. It's good to be awake when doing podcasts, Josh. Um, right. Here's the. Uh... I, have, I, I found that to be the case. <laughs> and, I, and I hope that all our listeners who listen to our podcast uh, stay awake to them as well. Amen to that. I thought you'd fallen asleep. Okay, it's time for it's time for a quote of inspiration. May the games begin. So here's another one for you, Josh.、Uh, what do you think of this? Choose being kind over being right, and you'll be right every time. Ah,、uh, you know, you know what this reminds me of, Chris, <laughs> is、uh, my wife and I did marriage counseling prior to getting married, and I'm、what? pretty sure this was word for word what they told me is that when it comes to a decision between you and your wife, choose. Being kind and her decision over being right, and you'll be right every time. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's not exactly the quote,、um, quote unquote, <laughs> but that's also, I think, a very good quote too. Yeah. It's my.、Uh, it's a wonderful、uh, saying this because you know when you're having those intense debates and stuff, it you can. The ego can take over, and you do want to come out on the end being right. But you may just say a few things that, even though you're right, you may just, you know, piss people off.、Um, so I, I really like this quote. It's my favourite quote actually at the moment. I have to say, in 2019,、uh, very much so. And uh, Josh, uh, I've never known anyone who had marriage counselling before you got married. Is that is that an American thing or something that goes on in Xinjiang? Maybe no. I got married before I went out to China, so it, maybe it was. Maybe it's just a cultural Texas thing. I have no idea, but but that's what we did. And you know, I I agree with you, especially in this very politically polarized environment that we live in.、Yeah. Um, you know, I I couldn't even imagine somebody coming onto the show notes here of this podcast and just laying into you know me, for example, for just being a stupid idiot. Oh no, it'd be me. And, it would definitely be me. Yeah, well, either way, I make you. I make you look good, Josh. Sorry, I make you look good. <laughs> they might have good reason, but but it's you know it's just so much better to to show kindness than it is to try to show that you're right. Yeah, I totally agree. And one of the reasons we have the massive、uh, disclaimer in the、uh, in the intro. 
uh, of the, each of our podcasts, um, like it or not. Okay, wonderful, uh, Josh. Well, I'm going to definitely be kind to you, as I'm sure you will be for me today uh, in this episode. So let's crack on and do a Dway but Dway. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way. Dway but Dway then, I give you something weird or bizarre or not any of those two and you have to guess if it's true or false. China based of course. Are you ready Josh? Let's do it. Here we go. I'm one nil down I do believe. I'm being told by my researchers. It doesn't really matter. Points don't matter researchers. They're getting me all nervous. Here we go. A woman who fell asleep at night in a reserved taxi that was taking her home from her Guangzhou workplace woke at daybreak to find herself asleep on the couch of the taxi driver's floor. Miss Wang had worked overtime for several nights in a row until 1am and was so exhausted that the driver couldn't wake her. Wanting to avoid any misunderstanding and also to ensure the woman's safety, the driver decided to drive her home literally and not risk leaving her on the street or being accused of breaking into where she lived. Whoa, that's a story. What do you reckon? That is a story. That sounds like something that would, like, you know, make its rounds on Weibo or something <laughs> yes, like that. Uh, it does. Yeah. And I can imagine the Chinese comments, like commenters, speaking of being kind, yes. <laughs> like just going back and forth about whether this this taxi driver was being nice or, or a, you know, serial rapist well, or something. Well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. You know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Josh, Josh, say, before you yes, go out, before you go out on a limb... Uh, okay. Let's be. What we'll do is um, we will save your answer till later because I don't okay. want you to influence our listeners too much <laughs> with your kindness. Yeah, I, I think that you are overestimating my influence over the listeners right now. But but I but I understand. We will we will wait. We will wait and see. Okay, but you're definitely right. You could see that there could be two opposing views to that situation. And I would like, for reading it for the first time, to go with the one of kindness. Um, I think there certainly from the uh, perspective of the taxi driver. So wonderful. We'll see what Josh has to say at the end. Uh, listeners, get your teeth into that, or I guess your ears into it. Uh, Josh, it's time for another uh, China Virgin tip of the week. Today's China Virgin Tip of the Week, we're going to go with a little more cleanliness. We want to make sure that we're sanitary as we're traveling into China. And Ooh, yeah. you may have heard of China's you know, toilet situation. There's some people that maybe aren't very, uh, how would you say, comfortable with the idea of a squatty potty or a mm. public toilet in China. And I totally get that. It's not for everybody. But whether or not you use a squatty potty or a Western toilet or whatever you can find, one of the things that I've found to be most true throughout all of China is that there is almost never toilet paper yeah. in, a to in a public toilet. Um, and there is almost never soap. Now, I, again, I've got to preface this by saying I'm not talking about a Chinese hotel or a nice restaurant yes. or something like that. I'm talking about public toilets on the street or in a market. If you're traveling to China or if you're even just as, as an expat going around, my recommendation is to always keep a bag of tissues. You can buy them at any store. They're just these small, basically, nose tissues that you would use. 
and a small thing of hand sanitizer. That's just me personally, because I like sanitation, but just being able to sanitize your hands after you get out of there is a big deal. Uh, completely um, and utterly agree with that. Uh, and you know, China's a big place, John. You don't know where you're gonna be going out to. Uh, you can't expect it to be, uh, you know, completely and utterly, how do you say, um, speckless. Oh yeah. And, and that is true the further west you go. I'll, mm. I'll tell you a quick story if you don't mind, Chris. Sure. I remember driving out and, and I was going to visit a friend's house during the Spring Festival, which is China's biggest holiday. And they invited me out to their hometown. It was out in the middle of nowhere. And I kid you not, Chris, we were on an eight-hour bus ride just driving through nothingness. And <laughs> we had to stop for a rest stop. And we stopped just on the road. And everybody got out and found a tree or a rock behind which they could do yeah. their business. Yeah. And if you weren't prepared with toilet paper and, you know, a hand sanitizer, you would have been uh, up a creek, let's just say. Yes, indeed. And I'm sure you were more than prepared, weren't you, Mr. Summers? Oh, you know me well, Mr. Chris. <laughs> Uh, travel China cheaply, very nice, and travel China cleanly as well. Um, now, this nose plug thing, um, that's wonderful. Is that like kind of the device you put on when you stop, you know, want some of your husband to not snore or something, or is that just like tissues up the nostril? <laughs> uh, you know, that's an optional thing. I've never <laughs> actually walked into a Chinese bathroom with a nose plug, but I know there are some people who are super sensitive to smell. Yeah. And uh, walking into a Chinese bathroom, especially one that's yeah. out in a rural or countryside area, is going to be a bit of a shock to your system. Yeah, I mean, here's a tip um, from myself. What I do, I normally just pull my, I take a big breath and I pull my T-shirt or something over my nose. And I, and I get in there and I dream of something more nice than where I currently am. And um, hopefully I only have to do one or two more deep breaths within my T-shirt because after one or two, I realized that the smell actually starts to perforate into the T-shirt and into that air um, within you. So there's another tip if you, if you don't have the nose plug. Um, but Josh, um, very correctly, there are a lot of what you call squatters, we would say, I guess, in England, squat toilets. Um, you know, lots of people have them in their, in their house still um, in China. And just to give it a perspective here, because, of course, we come from the West where they're sit-down ones. Squats are seem to have been, I think we talked about this in a previous show, they can actually be seen to be more healthy um, than, than the sit-down ones. The way your, the bowels uh, sit um, in position when you squat down apparently allows for that flow of your business uh, to be, uh, as you say, um, excreted um, in a more healthier way. And number two, I think uh, a lot of the feeling here is because of the dirtiness um, of Sorry, toilets. Chris, hold on. <laughs> Is this number two, really? Did you go there? <laughs> I just had to point that out, but continue on. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. The other one is um, number two, as in the number uh, two, uh, is um, apparently in China, because of the cleanliness, I think that you're alluding to, a squat toilet is cleaner because you're not putting your... Uh, you know, your backside onto the seat that other people have used. You just put your shoes onto those kind of uh, ceramic plates and uh, and then off you go. But of course, with that can come a lot of other um, possible errors, such as slipping um, on, on the floor on one of them and, and, you know, where it goes. Josh, I don't think we need to tell the listeners anymore. 
Yeah, I, my only comment on that is that <laughs> Chinese people make it look easy. And yes. if you're not used to that type of squatting position, it's worth practicing before you uh, actually do it. Um, g- given a bit of a, a plug here for the Western toilet, uh, if anyone's thinking of perhaps changing to it in their house, uh, any of our listeners, I would also say that it does allow on the Western toilet more time uh, for reading materials, uh, newspapers, <laughs> guy guidebooks, um, all types of things like that, maybe being on your phone. Whereas when you're really crouched down and the knees are taking the tension, if you haven't grown up bending that way, um, you, you know, you're hardly going to be able to read for probably, I say, 30 seconds, if not even think about getting it out at all, Josh. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> yes. we've covered that topic well. <laughs> oh, I think we have. One other quick thing, sorry, that's come to my mind. Um, be careful, uh, China newbies, of coming and suddenly opening a door and then the sunlight coming out into your face and going, Whoa! and looking down and seeing a Chinese Western toilet and going, I can't believe it, this is brilliant. And then suddenly lifting the toilet seat up and seeing footprints on the toilet seat because obviously someone has gone on there and applied their normal foot uh, standing as if you would on a squatty. Um, I'm sure you saw that a lot in China, Josh. You know, ironically, I don't know if I saw that too often. Really? I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I didn't come across that as much as, uh, as it may seem. Do you not remember the Bruce Lee movie where he goes to America and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, and they uh, actually have signs, like, where they will, you know, four Chinese people, do not stand on the seating, you know, the sitting toilet. <laughs> Like, but, you know, it's all in, it's all for cleanliness sake, which is what we're talking about. And so having that hand sanitizer or the tissue, you can wipe that off and, and get down to your business. So really good tip there, Josh. Really, really good. Time for another Ting Badong topic time. Yeah, let's get it on the go. Ting Badong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you'll be listening to the wrong song. For Ting Budong, this time around, we are going to be talking about taxis. And if you want to go ahead and check out the resource, you can find it at travelchinacheaper.com slash chinataxi, all one word. And really, there's a lot of different ways. The way that you can use a taxi in China has changed dramatically Mm -hmm. over the past five years, ten years that I've been in China. And a lot of that has to do with the the technology that has come in that we're familiar with, the Uber, the Lyft, that type of stuff. But in China, those don't exist. They have their own versions, and so that's important. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the traditional ways of using a taxi. So traditionally, you've got these colored taxis. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the colors are different in every city. Usually it's some form of yellow, green, and and red. What color are yours, Chris? They are yellow and green. Green, yes, okay. and I, but I have seen some other ones when they come from out of the city, you know, from another place yeah. like nearby Zhongshan, and they're maroon and white, I do believe, yeah. Yeah, so you've got different colors, but the thing that you'll see is they usually all have a taxi sign on the top, and they'll have a light in their windshield that uh, that usually says... Um, available, or if it's if it's full of people, then it, then you won't see that light. So that's how you know whether a taxi is you know full of people or not full of people. And you know you 
taking flag down a taxi just like you would, you know, anywhere else in the world. Yeah. You put your hand out and you tell them that you want to go somewhere and they'll usually stop and you get in. You always get in on the right side of the car. Um, as a matter of fact, some of the taxis that I know, they they took off the handle at the left side of the door because they didn't want people going out the left side of the door. So you, but... you're always entering and exiting on the, on the right side of the taxi. And once you get in, by law, just so you know, they have to drop their, start their meter, or what we would say, drop the flag. So you'll see them push over the, the little lighted flag, and the meter starts at different levels for every single city. Yeah. Um, I had some that started at 5 Kwai. That was a really small city. And then others that started at like 15 Kwai yeah. for, a, for a bigger city. Well, what does yours start at, Chris? So Juhai is, a, is 10 Kwai uh, when you get in. But if it's nighttime, I think over a certain hour of, in the evening, it starts at 13 yeah, and and I don't know about you, but a lot of times when I get into a taxi in the evening, they're they want to negotiate. They don't want to use the meter, and it's it's okay. I mean, most of the time, if you can speak Chinese, they're not going to take advantage of you. The only time I've been taken advantage of with the taxi is at like a, a port of entry, so like an airport or a train station. They see a foreign person that they assume to be a tourist, yeah. and for some reason, something flips a switch, and they just want to take advantage of me. Yeah. Um, taxi is a big subject. Glad you brought this up. Uh, very handy if you don't have a driving license or you haven't, as we alluded to in other shows, um, got yourself one of those car sharing apps um, sorted. Uh, they're everywhere. Although I would say um, when I first came to China, they were literally everywhere. You would stand on the pavement, even if you're just coming out of a restaurant, say, Josh, and suddenly you'd hear like three screeches of cars comes towards you. They seen a foreigner. And literally, you are closed in by taxis wanting to, you know, to take you somewhere. And now, uh, when you come out, and that was particularly annoying, of course, because even sometimes you didn't want a taxi, but they'd kind of, you know, come up to you and, and, and create a big noise. Now, of course, I've noticed that it's actually really difficult in a lot of cases to get a taxi. Uh, Josh, what's kind of happened up in Xinjiang with that? Have you noticed a difference over the, the years that have gone by? Oh yeah, and and I think traffic just continues to get worse and worse, and uh, and and partially because of that or due to that, anytime that you know there's a high volume of people that need rides. So in other words, anytime that I'm really needing to use yeah. a taxi, those are the times when they're all full, and everybody's clambering for the same taxi, and it's just so awkward for me to shove my, you know, just because there's not really a line system in China. So the, the way that you get a taxi is you just shove your way into a taxi. And, and I've had to do it. And this is, I feel guilty now that we've, you know, we started this whole episode talking about kindness and here I am talking about how I had to like shove a woman out of the way because I had my wife and my kid and we had waited for like 30 minutes and everybody just got in front of us. They didn't care. And, and that's something to, you know, worth considering or thinking about is the fact that when it comes to taxis, it's a dog eat dog world. If there's an available one nowadays, you just you got to go for it. You've got to you got to take it. And and one of the reasons why there are so much so many fewer taxis is because of this uh, increase in stuff like Uber. Um, and, and in China, they have an app called Didi Chushi, yeah. which is their their version of Uber. Uber tried to compete in China, and they just started losing so much money to the local competitor that uh, that they pulled out completely. And so now Didi Chuxing is the the number one app for people that are trying to get a ride, that ride hailing app service. So you've got two options there. One is what we call a black taxi. 
and I'm sure Chris, you used a black taxi at some point in time, but you know, the yeah. black taxi doesn't necessarily have to be black, but during those, especially the high traffic times, the rush hour times, you'll have cars drive by you and flash their lights yeah. if yeah. you're standing on the side of the road. And, and that's kind of their indication of, Hey, or do you need a ride? Or maybe they'll drive by and roll down their window and ask where you're going. And there's two very important things that you've got to do here. One is you've got to make sure that you're communicating well, where you want to go. Mm. And then the second thing is, is you've got to communicate how much you're willing to pay. You've got to get that nailed down before you jump in the car, because, um, I've had too many, um, people that I know and myself included where you just had end up getting into an argument at the end because yeah. you didn't negotiate properly before you got into the car. So that's a black taxi. But then the more reasonable and easier option is to use Didi Chuxing. And, and I don't know if you knew this, Chris, but but Didi has an English version of their app. Do you use that or do you use they, the Chinese version? They, they do. You are absolutely correct. And I have tried to use it personally. Um, I, to be quite honest, as I'm sure m many listeners uh, do as well, my wife, um, being more proficient in the, the Hansa, the, the Chinese written language, um, has the, the Chinese uh, version of the app, Josh. And, and so she deals with all car uh, booking things, uh, which allows me to moan about something else. Um, anyway, uh, I have tried the English version. And one difference, I don't know if you know this, Josh, is that on the English app, um, it doesn't have the facility to share a car with other people. So you have to take mm. what's called like a, a luxury private cab that comes that meets you just for you. Now, that's fine, I think, with most people. But obviously, the price goes up um, on that. Um, and of course, depending where you went to want to go, it can be useful to have three or four people um, in there to share the costs. But that's definitely something I noticed. Have you too with that as a raised cost in the English app? Yeah, you know, I've actually even noticed, I feel like, and I don't, have nothing to, no data to prove this, but when I first started using DD Chuxing, everything seemed so cheap. And I was like, I, I this is cheaper than taking a taxi. I'm going to use this all the time. <laughs> and then slowly, I, I think that it was purposefully, but slowly that price started creeping up. But yeah. I was so addicted to using the app that I kept using it. And, uh, and I don't know if there's anybody from, you know, the, I, I think that there's somebody really smart in the DD Chuxing, like, you know, development part of the company that that is that is used me psychologically to to start off really cheap and then get me hooked on the app but the way it works is you just you you it takes your location where you're at uses your phone and your gps which by the way you can use a foreign credit card if you download dd chushing okay. english version so you can use a, a foreign credit card to pay for this stuff and you tell it where you want to go and it will map out the directions of where you're going to go so you don't have to worry about being hoodwinked or, or taken advantage of and yeah. approximately how much it's going to cost. So even if you're sharing using the Chinese version of the app or if you're getting your own luxury vehicle, it will tell you it, not exactly, but approximately how much you're going to pay. And then once they pick you up and here's the, here's the tricky thing. I don't know if you've run into this with the English mm -hmm. app, almost every single driver wants to call you yes. when they're arriving and almost 99% of them can't speak English. Yes. So if, if you can't speak Chinese, you're, you're kind of stuck maybe answering the phone and, and just, you know, saying, Ting Budong, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Pick me up. Yeah. Because they can see you on their app. It's just they want to call and ask about it. But once you get in the car, it's just like using Uber. They'll drive you right there. 
you step out of the car, you don't have to pay a single thing in person. Mm -hmm. It's all done over the app and extremely convenient. It's one of the reasons why the traditional taxi is becoming less and less prevalent is because these ride-sharing apps have become so popular. Yeah, really great stuff there, Josh. I mean, I'm not a big user of it uh, because I think if you were to look at my foot map during a week, I don't travel that much distance you know, from my workplace and home and, and we're in a kind of a condo and that. And now, of course, I've got this car share, um, uh, you know, the car sharing app where I can actually just hire a car, I scan and, and, and take it off for the day, which I, I love doing. Um, but, but for this, I know a lot of people um, that I've met and, and visit over China use this service, uh, the DD service, and it works very well. And when we're talking about prices going up, Josh, we're not talking about prices, say, in Japan and in England and in America when you take a cab, are we, at all. So it's very convenient um, for getting around. And that time, I don't know if it's the same in Xinjiang, but between six and seven here, Josh, you ain't going to find a cab. If you are, you're very lucky. And there are cabs driving around then with their lights on, but they're not available. They're just trying to get to their, you know, have their dinner or the change in shifting period, right? That or, believe it or not, some of these cabs do the DD Chuxing service. And so uh, they might come drive right yeah. by you with their light on and they're going to pick up somebody else who's used the app. You, you've hit it spot on. And there you go to anyone who's out on the road and the light's on and you put your hand out and you're like, you're screaming because the taxi's not stopping. It is because exactly that. They've been booked on DD by another, by another person and generally they'd be, be Chinese. Exactly. So as we close this section up, remember, if you want to read through a little more detail, you can go to TravelChinaCheaper.com slash China Taxi, and it will bring you to uh, just a page where you can read through all this stuff that we've been talking about. And so next, we're going to be segueing into our next segment, which is Jingle Jangle Zhongwen. Oh, WeChat Weixin, WeChat Weixin, WeChat Weixin me. WeChat Weixin, WeChat Weixin, come to my party. So for Jingle Jangle Jongwen, this time we're going to use a phrase that might even come in handy if you're trying to use that Didi Chuxing app. Uh-huh. And that is, let's say somebody calls you or somebody's talking to you and you can kind of speak Chinese a little bit or you can understand, but they're just talking a hundred miles an hour. And so you want to have them slow down. Oh, yes. And so what you can say to them is you can say, Qing man man de zai shuo yi bian. And I'm going to say that again and then give you the translation. It's Josh, could yeah. I could I just yes, come sir. in as well as a as a, a more of a novice for the Chinese to see how it sounds terrible and how it sounds nice when you say it? So <laughs> again, I, I'll do it now. So it's Qing man man de zai shuo yi bian or Qing man man de zai shuo yi bian. And you know, to someone who doesn't speak much Chinese, that is a tongue twister, Josh. Yeah, it probably is. And, and before we go on too further, I want to translate just so that everybody knows what we're saying. We're saying, please speak slowly and say it again. But yeah, it, it is somewhat of a, of a tongue twister, especially for somebody that maybe isn't familiar with the Chinese language. Yeah, let's let's break it down a little bit here then. So at the beginning, we have Qing, uh, which is the third tone, which of course is please. All right, Josh? That is correct. Yeah, uh, always good to say your please and thank yous. Although not 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 a lot used a lot in China as maybe they would be in America or England, right? The the Qing. Um, I tend to say oh, it a right. lot, but yeah, it's not seen as something you need to do here, which doesn't mean you're being rude not using it, right? Exactly. Um, and then we've got man fourth tone man 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 
Man Manda. So this is um, uh, slow, right? Man. It is. And when you have, when you're doubling up and then adding the duh, it actually turns it into an adverb. So man is slow, but manda is slowly. Yes, slowly. Good stuff. Man manda is slowly. So please slowly. And then we've got this zai shuo ibian. Now zai is going to be giving us a something again, yeah? Like an, a, yeah. an again. Exactly. Okay, and then we have shuo. So like zai, zai jian is... Um, mm. Is see you again is what it literally translates to when we say goodbye. Zai jian, see you again. So we're saying zai shuo, say again. Yes, shuo, um, first tone shuo, uh, meaning to, uh, to 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 speak or to say. Is that is that would we be right there? Correct. And then this lovely one as well. And this actually in China yi bian is used to to make things very polite when you're asking for something, right, Josh? So you might not use ching at the beginning, but ebn is just like a, a, a little, right? Yeah, or one time, or just, you know, just another time. Hmm, lovely. That's a very good one. Um, so, and certainly I've used that a lot because, um, you know, normal, as any normal human, when they're speaking in their own language, they will speak in that same uh, tempo and not maybe consider that the person in front of them doesn't understand completely what they're saying. So one more time, Josh. You could say, or if that's too much of a tongue twister, mm. you can shorten it and just say, yes. or, you know, speak slowly. Yes, qing man mang de shuo. Yeah, that's that's good too. Qing mang mang de shuo. Did that? Did you understand that, Mr. Summers? I did. You're sounding good. <laughs> I, I, could be, I, I thought I was talking to a Chinese person. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Stop being so kind. Um, actually, while we're, while we're on taxis, because this is something you could say in a taxi, isn't it? Or when the DD driver phones you up. Um, indeed. I, I wanted to quickly mention: Do you still have the taxis in Xinjiang where the barriers? Uh, are in the middle of the car, separating the driver in the front seat from the passengers in the back? There's always a barrier, but it's not always a sound barrier. Sometimes it's just bars. And so yes. I have conversations with taxi drivers all the time. So, so for example, though, that those, those are the old taxis, aren't they? Very much you don't really see any of those in, uh, in Zhuhai anymore. And they were originally there, uh, I'm sure you'd know, Josh, but to actually stop um, having the taxi drivers get basically looted uh, they'd have because they always used to carry a lot of cash around in those yeah. days, in the early days. And of course, people would come in and steal from them regularly. So they put those bars in. Yeah, they did. And, and you know, sometimes I would sit up in the front in the evening times. They, they never would let anybody sit up front. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that especially if you're learning Chinese, a taxi is probably one of the best places to do it. Taxi yeah. drivers are open to talking. And they generally talk about the same exact subject matter, and so you yes. kind of practice that subject yes. matter over and over again. You're, you're you're absolutely true. And those times when you get in a taxi and you've got the energy, and you know you want to practice your Chinese, it's brilliant. And they are very uh, most part most taxi drivers on the mainland are, are very very uh, personable and happy to talk uh, to you as a foreigner. It's it's really quite lovely actually. So yeah, great stuff. Um, jingle jangle, John went aside then, Josh. Uh, let's finish with uh, Dway but Dway. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way. Okay then, so uh, do you want me to quickly say what it was before? Yeah, just in case uh, you've forgotten. Yeah, why don't you give us a refresher first? So, so this is, uh, 
For fact or not a fact, a woman who fell asleep at night in a reserved taxi that was taking her home from her Guangzhou workplace woke at daybreak to find herself asleep on the couch of the taxi driver's floor. Miss Wang had worked overtime for several nights in a row until 1am and was so exhausted that the driver couldn't wake her. And wanting to avoid any misunderstanding and also to ensure the woman's safety, the driver kindly decided to drive her home literally and not risk leaving her on the street or being accused of breaking into where she lived. Now, Josh, um, you alluded it to it earlier, kindness, or maybe it being seen the other way. What's your take on this? Yeah, and I told you, I'm going to have to go out on a limb here just because I think it's, 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 a, it's crazy. I can't imagine somebody doing this, but I'm going to say that somebody was kind enough to go and do that and not be taking advantage of her. Like, he was treating her well, he was bringing her to yeah. her apartment, or his apartment, was it his apartment? Uh, his apartment, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say he had good intentions, not bad intentions there. Like I said, I feel like I'm going on a limb saying that, but that's where I'm going. Let's 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 do it. Okay. So your answer is Dway Boudway, which one? I'm saying that that is a Dway. Yeah. Here we go. I'm opening the answer. Oh. I've just pulled it back. It's Boudway. I can't believe you fell for that one because I was thinking, no, not in China, not not conservative China. This wouldn't happen, surely. Um, it is, but 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 we're all kind, and I can see where you were coming from there. So I admire you on that. Um, let let me just tell you the full story. So a woman who fell asleep at night in a reserve vehicle that was taken over from Guangzhou. Um, she found when she woke up in daybreak, she found herself parked outside a police station, Josh, with the driver waiting by. Wanting to avoid any misunderstanding and also to ensure the woman's safety, the driver thus decided to drive her to a police station. An embarrassed Miss Wang offered to compensate the driver, but was refused due to company policy. So it all ended rather nicely. Okay, so he was still kind and she was still way overworked. It just was a different ending to the story, it sounds like. You, you, they like to twist things, our researchers, and there you go. There's <laughs> Those... Riley, we <laughs> It's pure proof. Um, Josh, it's been great uh, talking to you today. Good episode, talking about taxis and transport and everything like that. Anything you want to add before we leave? You know, I would like to say, you know, we talk about a lot of different topics here. And if you guys want, I would love to get feedback. And I know that you, Chris, have done this in the past. But yeah. I just want everyone to know that I, I will be watching, like, the podcast page uh, and, and of course, if you're leaving any reviews on the podcast, that would be great. But but more importantly, I just want to hear, like, are these things that are interesting to you? And, uh, you know, do you have feedback? Do you think that what I'm saying or what Chris is saying uh, is, you know, correct? Or do you have any uh, corrections that you'd like to share? Those are the type of things I'd love to hear from any of you guys. If you want to go over to the podcast um uh, episode notes and leave a comment there that'd be great yeah wonderful interaction and connection is is what it's all about and it's why we're we're doing this of course so uh without further ado thank you josh and uh, to the researchers this is china jedi enjoy listening to the china jedi podcast and want to get involved either by asking a question expressing your opinion good or bad light or dark 
or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you.